Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We are here to discuss all the ins and outs of San Diego Comic-Con, a little bit of DC, and a lot of Marvel. Um, so we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty of it all. There's a lot I want to discuss, and uh, I'm, I'm real excited. I mean, this is the most excited, exciting day we've had since the... Uh, the last D D twenty three with um, all the big Phase four announcements at the time. Yeah, this was uh, you know uh, I can't even like describe what we just witnessed. Yeah, uh, like like it's funny because everybody cautions fans like this probably isn't going to be that big. They're only going to like maybe show a couple things, but no, they Kevin Feige just said I'm going to go balls to the wall and just show you. Everything. And and even then, he still has like eight or like ten projects he has yet to even reveal from this phase five and six. Yeah, it's like, uh, we didn't even get anything on like Deadpool or the mutants. No, there's no Deadpool, no mutants, there's no World War Hulk, no Nova, no Wonder Man, no Armored Wars. I mean, like, there's like so many things they didn't even touch on yet that we know are coming. Not even uh, the were the werewolf, werewolf by, by night. night. They're probably. I bet you they're gonna show the trailer for that at D twenty three and say, "Hey, surprise!" Even yeah. Though, even though like everybody knows, it's not even a secret, but they're gonna act like it is. It's hilarious. That's that's too funny. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like they announced a lot of stuff. They got they gave us a Fantastic Four date, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, we got we got legitimate dates for all of these projects finally. I mean, some of them are more like general, like summer or spring, but even so, it's good just to get an actual timeline on some of these projects. And you know, the big thing too is for all the people that have said that things have been directionless. Well, here's your direction, guys. You got it. I mean, whether you want it or not, you have a clear path now. And Feige himself said at San Diego Comic Con that. Phase four was about two things, and it's pretty much what I've been saying. Actually, it's about a setting up these new characters for the story for the joint stories that we're eventually going to get, introducing their worlds and what they're all about. In addition to dealing with the fallout of Endgame and how these different characters that we've been with already, in the case of like Sam Wilson, Bucky, and Thor, are responding to everything and how they're feeling. So really, that's really been the focus: the fallout in addition to the setup. So. In terms of just doing that, I think, honestly, Phase 4 kind of did its job. Not to say that, like, certain projects couldn't have been better, but in terms of just what the outlook was, I think um, it's fair to say that they did what they sought to do, at least in my opinion. Yeah, like, all those characters have been introduced, and yada, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. So, we're in agreement there. Uh, But, yeah, the... That's our direction now. Like, we know that we have two Avengers movies coming out in the same year. And not, like, literally in a span of, like, seven months, I think, right? It's May and November? Yeah, it's, like, six months or something like that. May May 2nd and then November 7th. So, you know, people thought, thought, like, Infinity War and Endgame were close. This is is something else here. And the thing is, though, with those two – People have been saying, how is that even possible? But you got to keep in mind, when they did Infinity War and Endgame, you had a year gap, and in between that gap, you had multiple movies. You had Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
and Captain Marvel in between it. But this time around, they're not doing any movies in between. They said they're going to do projects, but he said the next two movies to finish the phase are those two. So that means there will just be two Disney Plus shows in between, but not actual movies. So I'm curious to see what those might be and how they tie in, if they tie in. But I would assume they do, honestly, because uh, it'd be kind of weird to do, like, the Kang Dynasty and then jump into, like, some weird low-level project in between. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an ambitious kind of approach to finish off Phase, what was it, Phase 6? Phase yeah, five? Phase 6. And oh, my God. You know, I know, and the whole thing, too, is we've been saying, you know, there's, what was, I lost my train of thought. There's so much they still need to do and haven't done yet, and it's pretty wild that we're going to be, like, remember, we were talking about Secret Wars, and we said, you know, 2025, 2026 would be, like, the earliest, and I wasn't even expecting that, honestly. I wasn't. I thought, like, 2027 was a much more realistic timeline, but, you know, when you think about it, though, but the amount of projects are, we're getting released on a yearly basis, it's definitely possible to get it done right. I'm not really worried about that. It's just, you know, I, I'm just a little surprised. I guess if I wasn't even in my in my mind yet that, oh, we're getting this pretty soon. Because now we actually are getting this pretty soon. And it's, and it's absolutely fucking bananas, man. And I just want to go from beginning to end on the timeline Feige gave us. Because there's a lot I want to I get into here. Yeah, uh, there is nothing of note that I want to get into. Nothing at all. <laughs> well, nothing we're going at all. Let's see how it goes. If you want, if you want me to stop on a certain project, I will certainly stop when we when we get to said project. But um, we'll see. So okay, we'll start at the beginning. Um, we got Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania as the first project they discussed, and they showed some footage there as well of Kang talking with Scott Lang. And I'm pretty sure that he says something along the lines of um, Ant-Man saying, I'm an Avenger. And he says, Kang responds with, an Avenger? Have I killed you before? And it's like, that's fucking awesome. Apparently, he, he like, Jonathan Majors was absolutely chilling in his line deliveries throughout the trailer. And I am just in fucking awe thinking about this man as Kang the Conqueror. It's fucking amazing. And we have MODOK, too. And apparently, MODOK is really the quote-unquote main villain of the movie, while Kang is kind of like this background force who's, who's plenty there, but he's not necessarily the physical threat throughout the entire movie. That's more MODOK, I think. I am very excited for this movie. Just just because in Loki we saw Jonathan Majors just, just chew the scenery. Yeah, man. And, like, he made, like, like, let's be honest, the last episode of uh, Loki was, like, uh, it was kind of an exposition dump. But, but it worked. was, but it, it worked. was, like, it was, like, the most fun way you could do that and exactly. set up the second season and also give you an answer to what's been going on through the first season. Yeah, man, so, like, I it's amazing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to watch him in in that movie. You know, Bill Murray's in it, which is hilarious. Yes, yes, it's a, and he's a, in a leading role too. Like, it's a legitimate character in the movie, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that movie looks, you know, looks to be really exciting, and it, and it doesn't like 
I think Ant-Man and the Wasp had a bit of an issue with, like, it was just kind of, like, filler until we got to You know, because I think about Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I think there's parts of it I like. Like, I I even like Ghost as a villain more than Yellow Jacket, ironically, personally. But, um... Uh, but when it comes to just, I guess, its place within the, the narrative of the Infinity Saga, in addition to just, I guess, not to say it's bad because it's low in scale, it just felt very awkwardly placed, I guess, more than anything. But, um, you yeah. know, and then the Wasp Quantumania, there's clearly a larger scale to this. And if you can mix that properly with just what they've been doing well so far with Ant-Man, which is just connecting with him as well as the relationships with him and his daughter and the people around him, that's what makes the character so interesting. So if you nail that in addition to this grand scale and final good way to blend them, I think you're going to have a pretty fantastic movie on your hands. Yeah, it's set up to be really good, for sure. Um, and um, I just want to note, actually, because I did forget, um, Black Panther 2, it's not on the list, but obviously we got our Black Panther um, Wakanda Forever trailer. And yeah, I remember I was actually at a barbecue yesterday, um... And I watched it with my friends um, pretty late in the night, actually, quite a bit after it came out, because I didn't want to watch it without them. And we were watching it together, and I I had chills the entire time. I mean, I, um, you know, I'm, this isn't a knock on Phase 4, because I love Phase 4. I really do. But, you know, I'll, I will admit there has been more comedy throughout Phase 4 than some of the other phases as a whole. And there have been some serious movies and projects as well, obviously, like Eternals, which is, like, very, very serious. And... But now, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, just from the get-go, I'm happy that they're really setting us up with such a serious tone. Like, this this somber feeling just exists throughout all of the trailer. There's just this weight. You can just feel it in every in every shot. You can just feel the weight of what's happening. And it, it, honestly, it, it had a lot of, like, it, very reminiscent of the um, Avatar 2 trailer in terms of some of the underwater visuals and just how beautiful it looked. I mean... I was blown away by just the style of it in addition to just, again, the tone is just so so different compared to what we've been dealing with lately. So I think this is going to be a real movie to keep an eye on. Namor looks absolutely fantastic. We got a brief glimpse of uh, Ironheart in the trailer. Not not the main suit, but kind of like the uh, kind of like the first Tony Stark suit, a lot bulkier. So I think we're going to really have a lot of interesting and exciting characters that are introduced in this movie in addition to just honoring uh, – Chadwick Boseman in the way you'd hope. It, it seems very tasteful, and I trust Ryan Coogler, man. That dude is freaking fantastic. So, uh, yeah, that's a movie. I'm I'm expecting that to be the best movie of Phase Four, without a doubt. Yeah, that's my, just, my, my, minus No Way Home, maybe, but aside from that, that looks incredible. Like just from a uh, a filmmaking standpoint, it, it looks insane. It, look, it, it, yeah. it looks insane. It looks it, absolutely insane. That movie had everything going against it, which makes it so much more impressive, too, because they had so many COVID delays. They had, like, three or four related to COVID in terms of delays. And you mix that with, obviously, you know, the passing of Chadwick and them having to revise the whole story and make a lot of changes. They, all things considered, just based on what we've heard, in addition to just actually seeing some footage now, you know, I prop. I have to give so much props to them for doing what they're doing. They're doing a great job, and I hope this movie lives up to what I think it can be because everyone involved clearly cares, and I think the somber tone is not just reflective of the writing. It's reflective of the way the cast has to feel going into production. So uh, I'm all in on this movie, man. I am all in in every possible way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like... Uh, I, I can't even say 
say enough about that. Uh, you know, there's obviously a uh, a rumor that like Doctor Doom's in it at the end, uh, but like that's not even what I'm thinking about, honestly. And, no, and even, even though it's yeah. cool, it's super cool, and if we get that, I'm gonna be fucking nerding out. But right now, after seeing that trailer, I wasn't thinking of Doom even once. I was just thinking yeah. about the legacy of Chadwick and just how amazing this Wakanda versus Atlantis story could be, dude. Like, this could be, like, an all-time epic battle war. Like, it almost feels like Lord of the Rings-esque in its feel sometimes when I'm looking at some of these shots and the way the battles look like. This could be such an epic film in a way that I can't even comprehend. So I'm hoping it, it lives up to that. Yeah, the scope is insane. Like, it, it feels like... It definitely... Like, you, you kind of nailed it. it. It does feel, like, epic. In, in its scale, uh, you know, it feels very personal too. Yes. At the same time. So, can't say enough good things about that trailer. That's like, I think that may be one of the best trailers Marvel's ever released. If yeah. Not the best. And, you know, it's crazy because they didn't even really give you much in terms of plot, but it did so well with just conveying the feeling of dread throughout that entire trailer. In addition to just setting up, again, the weight and the scale of everything going on. You can just you can just tell this movie has something special. I think like I don't I don't say that about every trailer. Like even with the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, regardless of what people thought of the movie, I liked it a lot. But I never looked at it and said to myself like I didn't get chills. Like I didn't get a feeling of like this is just something different. And I can tell right off the bat this is going to be a project that's special. I haven't said that about a single trailer in phase four off the top of my head and that's not a bad thing obviously a trailer doesn't necessarily reflect the project always but i'm just saying this trailer definitely made me feel things that i don't think any other trailer did including even like the no way home trailers because those were awesome of course and i love and i love that movie like more than anything quite literally but like it's in terms of this the trailer this this one hit different it hit different. yeah for sure for sure so uh those are the first two, and next you look at Spring 2023, and we have Secret Invasion, and this series, um, there's a lot we don't even know about it still, but the one thing I am glad to hear is that it feels a lot like like a Winter Soldier vibe, and that's kind of what I was hoping for, very serious spy kind of paranoia vibe throughout the whole series where you don't know who to trust, who's a scroll, who isn't a scroll. Like, that's really what the show has to play on, I think, if you want to get people really interested in the narrative. Just play on the paranoia aspect of it and not being able to trust anyone and just the weekly speculation of, oh, is this person a scroll? Is this person a scroll? Ooh, I wonder if we can trust this guy. Like, I think that's really going to be a lot of what draws people in, because I don't think this this show is going to be a cameo fest, honestly. I don't. I don't think that's what they're doing. This is their own version of Secret Invasion. And I think the only cameos we might get, if anything, maybe we get, like, this, um, Captain Marvel or maybe even uh, Sam Wilson. I think that would be a great fit to have him in there. In addition to, um, we're definitely getting Rhodey. We already know that. So that's really cool. So uh, I'm excited. There's a lot to look forward to, and more so than anything, obviously. Getting to see Samuel Jackson in a leading role for six episodes. Yeah, that we we didn't. This is basically like a the the Nick Fury uh, spinoff that yes like, you would want back in like 2012. <laughs> so so yeah, like I'm excited. I'm I'm a little more excited to see it now than 
I was previously, just because... Yeah, I, I remember you weren't really excited. And truthfully, I'm not even, like, over the moon excited, but I got, I just got to see what they're doing. I think once I see a trailer and I can get a feel for what the show is, yeah. it, it'll help me understand how I want to feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm ca- I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll, I'll say that. Same. I am too. That's really all I have to say about that. Just because yeah, we don't know too much. They have a great cast, too. They, they, they mm-hmm. did cast a lot of great people, so I'm definitely um, interested to see how they utilize the skills of some, some of the people like um, Amelia Clark. They got um, uh, Kingsley, um, how do you pronounce the last name? Beadier, maybe? I'm not sure if that's actually yeah. the pronunciation, but I, I love him, though. I've seen him in a couple projects. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, they definitely have a really talented cast, so if they utilize them right... You could have something special there, but like you said, we don't know too much yet, so we don't really need to talk talk too much more about that one. We can get into the next one, which I'm extremely excited about, and that's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, man. I have a feeling feeling James Gunn is going to deliver a masterpiece on this one. Not just a good movie, not a great movie. I think that movie is going to be the one, out of everything in Phase 5, that genuinely just makes me bawl my eyes out. Makes me like freak the fuck out. Just as I did, did you see like the little five second clip clip from the thing they showed at Comic Con or no? Uh, I don't think I have. It, it, it leaked. It was very brief, but like you got a little glimpse of like Baby Rocket, like and like a, this big hand kind of going towards him, and he's clearly like in total fear. And just the idea of getting the origin story of Rocket and focusing on just how tragic his character is. That's such an exciting idea to me. And uh, the fact that I trust James Gunn so much, man, I, that he knows how to tell a story. I, I love Guardians 1 as much as anything, in addition to Guardians 2. Honestly, I love Guardians 2 more than most people probably, but I, I love it. And, uh, you know, Guardians 3, this is going to be, I would say, probably the most emotional of the three, without a doubt. And in addition to that, we have a lot of fun, exciting cast members in, in the form of... Uh, Wow, I'm really bad at remembering names, but the dude from uh, Peacemaker is going to be playing High Evolutionary, which is huge. I love him in that show, and he's going to absolutely chew up the scenery, I'm willing to bet. In addition to uh, Will Poulter as uh, Adam Warlock, which is freaking incredible, the fact that we're getting those two in this movie. In addition to, obviously, the full Guardian squad with uh, Gamora from the other timeline. I'm curious to see how that plays into the story. Um, There's a lot of things we don't really know yet. But I do know, like I said, we're going to get an emotional story and that James Gunn is going to damn near make the universe explode with the amount of t- tears. There's going to be a tissue shortage. There's going to be a tissue shortage by the end of this movie. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for, for the movie. Like what you said about Rocket's storyline is like, it's probably the thing that I'm most excited to see from that movie. Yeah, just 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 because I've always really liked Rocket, he's he's always cracked me up. So, you know, to see like to see the backstory is like, I'm a little scared though if they're showing the backstory. Like, is he gonna be one of the the guardians to not make it out of this movie? I um, have a feeling he he's not gonna make it. Honestly, I mean, they did they did say. That not all of the Guardians are going to die, which I honestly figured. I never thought they were going to kill them all yeah. off. But um, I would think, if I, off the top of my head, I would expect him and Drax to definitely die. I, I think they will both die. And in the end, 
if you actually give them the right story and ending, obviously, I'm happy. Well, not happy, but I'm, I'm emotionally satisfied. That's the right words to use there. So um, it, it'll suck, obviously. I love Rocket, man. Bradley Cooper has done such an amazing job with the character. And I, the, the thought of not seeing them again is so sad. And this probably is. You you don't even hear Bradley Cooper when he does Rocket. I know. It's, it's bizarre, dude. It's so bizarre. The fa- I didn't even know that was him for the longest time, honestly. I really didn't. But I found that out. I was kind of like, what? I've, no- I've always known it was him. It's just always been like, that's, that's, that's really Bradley Cooper doing that? Because, like, it sounds nothing like him. No. Yeah, he, he really just disappears into the role in such a fun way. Uh, I love what he does with it. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny. We have been Diesel Boyd and Groot, obviously, which is always hilarious to me. Uh, did you know he had a music career? It's so funny. I did. I did I, did, I, I didn't discover his song Feel Like I Do till recently, and I almost threw up. It was a... Uh, I haven't it, heard it, but... Oh, it's it's a tough it's a tough listen. But now I, I make... What kind of I make of jokes on it. It's like um very... Is it rap? Is it... No, it's not rap, although I think he might have done one rap song, but it's kind of like a weird pop EDM kind of thing. It, it's hard to explain it, but uh, just the way he... Like, he's not actually singing. He's, like, talking in this weird Vin Diesel style, and that's his way of singing, and it's so weird. And I constantly make jokes about it, but every time I have a, an opportunity to say, I just go feel like... I feel like I do. And then people just fucking don't get it. And I'm like, I get it. That's okay. It's I. But my friends get it because they're weird like me. But that's cool. After this, I'm going to have to listen to the song. Yes. No, absolutely. You you need to experience it once just so you can understand what a monster Vin Diesel is for putting people through that. But, um, yeah, you know, Vin Diesel as Groot, um, I do think he... There's a chance he might not make it out, too, honestly. I have a weird feeling. I don't know for sure, but I just have a weird feeling. We'll see. But I think the rest probably find a way out. I definitely don't think Chris Pratt's character is going to die. I don't think we lose Star-Lord. I don't think we're going to lose Nebula, probably. Um, we already lost Gamora. Yeah, yeah, we lost Gamora once. I don't think we're losing Gamora twice. Yeah. So I'm going to say we keep those and the rest... May Groot, I'm kind of like 50-50 on. The other two, I'm like so sure are going to die. I'm very certain. But um, we'll see. We will certainly have to wait and see. Yes, we will. All right. Um, all right, here's a fun one next. Um, Summer 2023, we have Echo. And obviously that's a show we are very excited for as we're going to get Charlie Cox in addition to Vincent D'Onofrio in the show. Yeah, there's still a lot we don't know about it yet, so there's not too much to say quite yet, but um, we do know that seemingly the show is going to focus on, you know, it's not just a Daredevil show called Echo. It really is focused on the character of Echo, which is great to see. I'm excited to see what they do with her and how her story intertwines with Daredevil, and we've heard rumors that Daredevil is actually going to be looking for Jessica Jones during Echo. And obviously, we don't know if that's true, but it's been heavily speculated slash rumored by pretty reliable sources. And so I'm I'm pretty sure that is true. And if that is the case, um, I'm, I'm very excited to see how that plays into the uh, upcoming Daredevil show, which we are going to get into fairly soon. And I'm very excited to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, Echo is... Uh, 
definitely up there for me. Get very excited, and uh, I can't wait to see what they do, man. Vincent D'Onofrio as a unit and seeing his relationship further with Echo is going to be awesome. Yeah, every uh, everything that has uh, Daredevil, uh, I'm in. So that that's all I have to say. That's oh oh my god, I keep forgetting, dude. We didn't even talk about She-Hulk and then that trailer. Yes, the She-Hulk trailer has uh, has released. Uh, you know there is. Some shaky CGI, still. But it's—I think they got a lot better, though. Personally, it's better. It's something that we're gonna have to live with because the show comes out in only like a few weeks. Truthfully, I really do think it—it it didn't bother me during that trailer for me, and I understand how difficult it is with, in particular, to do a CG Hulk woman. In particular, just because I'm not sure if you know if you read about this or watch videos on it, but it's interesting actually. Just reading about how with Mark Ruffalo, it's so much easier because as a, as a guy, you have the stubble on your skin and the layers of your skin make it more natural to have it be less smooth. And when you add those CG layers, and mm-hmm. it looks less like a weird, you know, uh, creature versus this actual person you believe is like oh. That looks real. That actually looks like a person. And not to say that She-Hulk doesn't, because honestly, I I thought it looked pretty good in that last trailer, but um, that's kind of the issue I think they're running into. And also the fact that Mark Ruffalo becomes so much bigger versus She-Hulk, who kind of just grows a couple inches and adds some muscle. So it's a different kind of form as well. And yeah. I, and obviously the obvious statement, too, they, they're, they are using the endgame model on Mark Ruffalo. So that's a lot less work for them to do with that character versus um, She-Hulk. And honestly, that makes sense, because why would you not just use the same model unless you're actually going to, like, change the whole character and go back to regular Hulk, which I do think we're heading towards eventually, but not yet. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like the trailer. Like, the trailer I, looks like a lot of fun. I liked it better than the first trailer. Yeah, it looks it looks like fun. It looks like a lot of fun. They called it. They specifically they specifically said this is a comedy, and so, and, and honestly, it's a good thing they openly said that. I was yeah. like, just because I don't want people going in with like, you know, misconstrued expectations of what they're going to see. When in reality, they said from the get go, like this is a comedy. It's a comedy first and foremost. But I think in addition to that, though, I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that this is releasing. Right after Miss Marvel, where Miss Marvel, you get obviously spoilers. Um, big spoiler. Um, you get the mutant reveal of Miss Marvel being a mutant, and you and you have the Department of Damage Control of the show. You're you're already establishing the superpowered beings starting to appear. And in this case, Miss Marvel, you have a mutant, and you have the government kind of trying to realize, like, oh, we gotta figure this situation out. And now you're heading into She-Hulk, where you're having a law division totally dedicated to superpowered beings as well. And I'm, I'm willing to bet you'll see a mutant in that show, even if they don't say it, because where else would these superpowered humans be coming from? Like, I don't really know what else they could be in a lot of the cases. So I think that's very intentional, where we're gonna continue to see as these projects progress how the world and how these different governments are beginning to deal with the emergence of different powered human beings and creatures 
and what and how they have to approach that. And eventually, we're going to probably get that. Um, but we already kind of did actually with the DODC going against Miss Marvel briefly, and even they were going to bring her in despite her being a hero. And I think you're going to have those prejudice feelings kind of build over time until we get to the X Men. That's actually my new ringtone. Yeah, uh, I can't 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 disagree with anything you just said, but uh, Daredevil's in it. Yeah, man. That's all I wanted to say. I know what I have to say. I have to say that Phase Four really is Wong's phase. It's actually crazy. Tom, you there? Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. good, good, good. But yeah, I was saying, the phase four really is just Wong's phase. He's kind of just everywhere, and it's hilarious. I fucking love him. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man, he was in Doctor Strange, he was in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Right. Was he he in anything else? Um, I feel like he was, and I'm forgetting, but I don't know now. He's going to be in Eternals, I mean, in uh, She-Hulk. I feel like I'm forgetting one project, but maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I think that was it. I'm too lazy to look it up, so yeah. So, yeah. uh... Season yeah. of Wong. Season of Wong, man, I love him. He's awesome, and um, in the case of Daredevil, um, I think that's so cool that we're getting the yellow and red suit finally. Um, And, and honestly, it looks very, very much like the Netflix suit. Like... The, the armor looks almost the same, just different color. So I really do wonder if they take the approach, if they are keeping a canon at all, or even if it's just like kind of parts of it are canon, they're never going to fully address it, I don't think. But even taking that out of the equation, I think, think it's going to be maybe a case of, like we talked about with Bullseye, where because of Bullseye taking his suit, he has to kind of adapt and wear different colors and differentiate himself from the new image that Bullseye created for that suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, it does look pretty much like the uh, the Netflix suit, like you said. It's just like they eliminated the black parts, and it's a full red bodysuit, and then they just added yellow sleeves and a yellow helmet. So. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm excited to see how it how it looks fully when we see get get the full reveal of the suit. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I do wish they put the the two the the double D's on the chest. So. Yeah, I have a feeling they're gonna do that when they get to the actual like show. Just a feeling. I I, I don't think they're not gonna do that. I feel like that's something they really want to do. Honestly. It feels like we're going to get a, quite a few Daredevil suits because they like to sell toys. But um, I, I think I, that's... I would like to purchase these toys. Yeah, exactly. I will, too. I'm a sucker for that. But um, I think that we're going to get the black and red suit and then inside of probably um, Echo, maybe. And then when we get to the actual uh, Daredevil show, I think we're going to get one final mainstay suit for, like, a while. Just to, That's kind of my guess. I don't know if you know this, Luke. Yes. But I am a fan of Daredevil. I can confirm that you are indeed a fan of Daredevil. 
those hot toys are going to be very expensive. Yeah, dude, I'm going to... I am currently dreading the idea of me buying a Green Goblin one from No Way Home because I kind of need it. I wish I had, like, unlimited money because, like, I would, pimp, I would pimp that out. I would pimp my room out so much. Yeah. Yeah, they are very expensive, but, um... It's exciting, though. It's all very exciting. She-Hulk looks really good, honestly, even taking, like, Daredevil out of the trailer. I really did like what I saw, and I'm excited to see what they do with Abomination as well. It looks like a really, it looks like a really fun and interesting show that's going to be different, but at the same time, again, I stand by it. Phase 4 has been a lot of unique stuff and a lot of unique styles, and She-Hulk looks like another example of them trying something pretty different. And I will respect the hell out of Marvel doing that and missing on occasion, then... Kind of just staying status quo. So, I'm happy they're doing this. Hell yeah. So, uh, alright, next we have Loki Season 2. And that is Summer 2023. And honestly, that's another one I'm incredibly excited for because I, Loki Season 1 is one of my favorite MCU projects to date, actually. It's in my top five. I adore that show. I loved ev- I loved everything about it. I think that show utilized the six episode format better than any of them so far. Like I really didn't need to have more. I didn't need to have less. For me, it was really just exactly what it needed to be, and just it was so uniquely directed. The music, the score was fantastic from Natalie Holt. I, I just dug everything about the show, and obviously the performances from everybody. We already talked about Jonathan Majors as Kang in the final episode. You have Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson, and it's freaking amazing. <laughs> you got Tom Hiddleston just. Uh, Chewing up the scenery as Loki in the beginning and throughout the whole show when you see his evolution as a character. And and I love Sylvie in the show as well as the female Loki. I, I really just dug everything about that show. And now we're getting a season two after we got that big cliffhanger in season one where uh, they kill Kang. Or rather, the he who remains who is a variant of Kang. And we find out that... He's transported to another universe different from the one he was in already, referring to Loki, and he finds a TVA that's clearly ruled by Kang the Conqueror, because you see a giant Kang the Conqueror statue. So we're going to get a, we're going to get Kang the Conqueror twice in 2023, which is really cool, and I'm assuming they're almost definitely both going to be different variants, and that's going to build towards, uh, what, what this whole phase is, man, seeing different Kangs and seeing how it, plays into this universe and uh just from some of the set the set picks we've seen uh i think some of the show takes place in the 70s if i recall correctly um which is really cool i'm excited to see how that plays into the story in addition to the film style uh there's a I, i'm sure they're gonna knock it out of the park they actually got the moon knight directors for uh this show which excites the hell out of me because i'm in the minority here maybe but moon knight's one of my favorite mcu projects to date i fucking love moon knight and uh and regardless of what anyone says, they definitely have a great visual flair to what they do, and I'm excited to see what they bring to the table for Loki. I think that's a really great fit. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my most anticipated shows. I'm fucking pumped to see what they do with it. I concur, my friend. I concur. I do not really have anything more to say on that, just because we don't know much about season two. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just speculating on most I'm of it. Just, I'm just excited to see the threads from season one carry into season two. And that's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> because there's literally nothing else to say. Exactly. 
So uh, let's get into the next one. Um, July 28th, 2023, we have The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel. And I will say, as someone who really was not a fan of the first Captain Marvel, in fact, it's like at the bottom of my MCU list. If not at the bottom, I forget off the top of my head where it is. But um, I I am more excited about this movie than the first one for quite a few reasons. And I will say Miss Marvel definitely got me more interested as well just because of the fact that I absolutely love the character of Miss Marvel between the comics and also now seeing how they adapted her on screen. I absolutely love Amon Vellani in the role. I think she's so good. And the fact that we're going to get to see her finally interact with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel is so fun after watching that show. I think it's going to be such a fun dynamic. I think their chemistry is going to be just off the charts together. We have Tayona Paris coming in as... um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of her character. Um, uh, Monica Rambeau, but I forgot her superhero name. But uh, it's really just cool to see that these three are going to be together. And it's probably going to be a pretty, minus, I heard that the, the opening of the movies has some music, funny elements to it, which I honestly am excited about. It sounds cool, but um, I have a feeling they're going to have a lot of serious character moments and arcs throughout this story as a whole, honestly. And I'm excited to see what they do with that and how they build on the cap- character of Captain Marvel in particular, because that was my biggest issue with that first movie. I just never connected with her. She felt very bland to me. And it's not even like Brie Larson's a bad actor because she's actually a very good actor. I love a lot of her work, and I know she can absolutely nail this role. So I want to see her really shine with um, better writing. And I think now that they have Nia DaCosta at the helm, she's a very good director. I I liked her. I definitely like her work as a whole. I actually did like her adaptation of Candyman as well. And... Uh, I think that she's a very good fit for the uh, the Marvels. And I'm a, a horror movies, I don't know, horror directors always find a way to make good comic book movies. It's kind of just the rule. So I'm guessing that's going to be the way it goes here, too. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that, I think. There's really not too much more I have to say at the moment. But um, I'm, up to, I'm cautiously optimistic with that one. I concur. What I will say is that when you have three leads like that, because it seems like when... I think the the Marvels, it means all three, all three yes. of those characters. Yeah. Uh, when you have three leads like that, like you said, you know, the first Captain Marvel movie, uh, I, I had that same problem with, like, connecting with Carol Danvers. Uh, you know, it was just a pretty bland movie, all, all things considered. Like, I could go on for for a while about just, like, it felt like it's definitely the Marvel movie that, in my my mind, feels like the most corporate in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, huh, it just it just gives me an icky feeling. But you know, balancing three characters, three leads like that, it's it's a trick. It's it's definitely tricky. But like you said, Nia Dacosta is a very talented filmmaker, so. And, you know, we do know Miss Marvel pretty well. Uh, I think Monica was well-developed in WandaVision. Yes, uh, yes. So, really, if we get Carol on track with, with better writing um, and, and and really allow uh, Brie Larson to really showcase her talents as an actress, uh, you know, because, like, it's easy to just you know, be be stoic and like be act like a badass and she does that well. It's just you know, 
you can't do that all the time, you know. You well, gotta... the thing is, badass moments don't mean anything to me if I didn't connect with you before I got those badass moments. Yeah. So, like, I'm excited to see with better writing, like, like Brie Larson really, really shine. Because everyone knows that, like, she's she won an Oscar. Like, everyone yeah. knows that <laughs> she's... So, like, it's not a question of of her talent of her talent it's just a question of the writing yep so so that's all i have to say just i'm excited all right now we're getting into some really interesting parts of phase five Um, next we have blade for november 3rd 2023 and that is with that that's a movie we don't know much about but i'm like for a movie i don't know much about i couldn't be more excited because blade is such a cool character the fact that we have mirza ali in the role is just out of this world and I bet you at D23 in September, we're going to get some casting news on that finally in regards to the other mem- other members of the movie, because uh, I'm assuming Dracula's the villain. I would say a pretty good chance there. And I'm, even though it's just a rumor without much validity to it, honestly, I am praying Anthony Starr is actually going to be Dracula, because he literally would be perfect, and I love him. But, um... And we're probably going to be getting Dane Whitman in this movie as well, just based on the after credit scene of uh, Eternals, where we get where we see, um, not even see, we hear the voice of Blade as Dane Whitman is going to touch the ebony blade. So I'm curious to see how their dynamic plays throughout the uh, Blade movie, what his role ends up being. And also, if there's anyone else, maybe, that comes into the movie, like a Moon Knight, potentially. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily say I want this to be a group movie, but um, I'm just curious to see what they have planned and how it works. You know, there were even rumors at one point of this movie taking place, like, in the past, like, in the, in the 20s. But I don't really believe, honestly, that's going to happen. Unless, unless it's a case where maybe they go back and forth between the 20s and, and present day, maybe. I can maybe see a situation like that, but I definitely don't think it's going to be... Uh, all taking place in the past just because it doesn't quite line up with the Dane Whitman story, who is clearly going to be in that movie. So uh, I guess we kind of just got to wait on seeing what the plans are for that. But um, I'm excited that they're going to start filming in October. And again, we have to be getting more news on that soon. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. For sure. For sure. I'm excited for that one as well. Um, when you get Mahershala Ali playing Blade, it's just like, come on, come on now. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that's, that's an automatic yes. So I really don't have much to say on that one. I don't, cause, cause obviously it's still such a ways off. We don't even know concrete details on it. Yeah. We do have a director, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. I can't um, think of his name, but, um, he's not someone I'm familiar with as a whole, so I won't comment on whether or not he's a good fit or not, but I'm hoping he, uh, does the movie justice, obviously. Yeah. So. So that's really all you have to say about that movie. Yep. It's just Mahershala Ali is awesome. Dane Whitman's probably going to be in it, like we said. Uh, at the end of Eternals, we saw you know him him in Blade. So let's let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, I want to see. Roll. I want to see. Uh, you know, I want to see people get fucked up. You know, yeah. I want to see. I want to see some PG thirteen blood. And also, I just want to note, actually, while we're talking about PG-13, we found out that the uh, Marvel uh, zombie show, actually, from the animated uh, panel they did, that show is rated TVMA, actually. Yep. And that's that's a pretty big deal, I think, honestly, because that's the, that's a new project produced by them beyond, you know, Deadpool, which we knew was going to be rated R. But this is a TV project that they're willingly saying, yeah, this is TVMA, which means the only way you could watch it is if you 
unlock the adult section of Disney Plus, which means they aren't necessarily afraid of having Disney Plus content made that not necessarily everybody's going to be able to access unless they have the adult access. So that um that gives me hope for maybe other projects to have that TV MA rating. Not to say that maybe a Daredevil will have that. I don't know, but because I don't think you need it necessarily. But if you have it, that's cool. Obviously, though, I'm not opposed to it. So um. We will definitely see. Um, it opens up some doors. I just wanted to make that point because um, we're probably not going to talk about that too much, but we'll, we'll lightly touch on the animated stuff because it's a little interesting, to say the least. Yeah, you don't need it. But it'd be cool. But, but it would be nice. Yeah. We're getting, you know, we're getting R-rated Deadpool. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously TV, MA, uh, uh, Marvel Zombies, so why not? Why not add some R-rated, uh, uh, stuff in there? I like, what's, what's, what's holding us back anymore? I mean, we can handle it. We can handle it. I mean, every Marvel movie that was rated R, people showed up to. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, especially recently. Yeah, so. no, that's, that's, uh, that's absolutely true. I'm not, I don't think they're really, I think as more projects that are R they produce continue to show that they're still going to get plenty of viewers and box office numbers. They'll, they'll start to carry even less, but um, we'll see. But next, though, uh, in fall 2023, we have Ironheart, and that one I'm really not going to speak much on because I really don't know much at all. But um, we're going to get our introduction to Riri Williams in Black Panther, of course. Um, I'm very excited to see how she is in the movie, honestly. Um, I think she, I heard that um, – I can't think of the name of the actress. I, I think it's Dominique Thorne maybe, something along those lines. I heard yeah. she's uh, I heard she's really good in the movie. I heard she fits in really well and her chemistry with uh, Shuri is really awesome. So I'm interested, interested to see how she plays coming out of that movie into her own show. And um, it sounds like actually the villain of that or one of the antagonists of that show is Obadiah Stane's son, which is actually a very, very cool uh, – a callback to the first Iron Man movie, so I'm curious to see how uh, that works out if that's the case. And I even heard about a potential mystical threat kind of playing, where it could be kind of like a mystical versus tech kind of element to the show. So I'm, I'm not sure. Wong. If that's... No, not... no more Wong. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Always give me Wong, but um, we'll see what happens though. I'm, I'm not gonna talk more about it because I really, genuinely, just don't know. Wong. And uh, do you have anything you want to say on that, or you good? I have nothing to say on that except that I will be watching. Bang. Uh, so this next one, I'm really. This is going to be even less than Ironheart. <laughs> um, winter 2023, 2024 is Agatha Coven of Chaos. That's all I know. <laughs> I know that's the title. Next. I know, I know Agatha's in it. And I like Catherine Hahn, so I'm hoping she does good. That's Same. it. <laughs> Next. All right. Tom, here it is. Spring 2024. Daredevil. Born again. 18 episodes with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Holy shit. Luke? Yeah? I don't know if you know this. But I'm a fan of Daredevil. Yes. So. I 
am excited. And let me say something. Yes. We said that we could whittle it down to eight to ten episodes. <laughs> we didn't. We did not. We, we like we said when, when we the Save Daredevil campaign. We did not say. Uh, we did not. We did not say everything had to be the same. Where we had to do thirteen episodes again. We were even. We're even flexible on the R rating, right? Mm-hmm. We just wanted the actors back, and we wanted to just continue the story. We got the actors back. Seems like the the uh, seems seems like it's canon. Seems like it's canon. We'll figure that out. I mean, the report said that it's a it's just a continuation, but it's also doing its new thing. So, like, okay, uh, <laughs> but eighteen episodes. Are they half an hour? What What's going on here? And, you know, even if they're half an hour, though, that still adds up to, like, a lot of time. So, like, either way, you're still talking about a show that's longer than anything that's been done before. And I think it's all because, again, we've talked about this before, the fact that the budget required for a Daredevil show is not that high. Hey, like, listen, listen, listen. I'm not complaining. No, hope, not at I all. Hope, I hope this this doesn't sound like a complaint. I mean, if you made a hundred episode Daredevil season, I'd watch it. Yeah, right, think, of it think of it this way too. If you're talking thirty minute episodes, man, I think that comes out to uh, yeah nine hours of content there. So either I'm, way, it's long. I'm not, a, I'm not a math genius, but yeah, that sounds about right. Nine hours that would be, and that's if they're only all thirty minutes. I'm well, on the best. What if they're an hour? <laughs> what if they're an hour? I mean, jeez, like, like, holy, holy shit, we really got like, like Kevin, 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 talking to you, Kevin. I'm, I'm talking to you right now, Kevin. If you just because he made a big deal saying that it was eighteen episodes. Yeah, yeah, I saw the. If video. you did, if you said that shit only for it to be half an hour, and where it just equaled nine, nine hours of content in total, I'm gonna find you, Kevin, and I'm gonna give you a stern talking to, because I'm waiting for this for, for a long time. My emotions are not to be played with. Would you yeah. agree, Luke? Would yeah. you agree, Luke? I, I feel, agree. Well, I feel like you 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 are understanding of my fandom for Daredevil. Okay, I feel like you understand. I do. I feel like I do. And so, Kevin, Kev, look at me, Kevin. Look at me. Look at me. No, no, no. eyes up here. Wait. I yeah. swear to all things holy. Give me all the D'Onofrio and Cox. Oh, my God. Give me all the Cox. All the Cox. Oh, shit. The fucking Ant-Man footage leaked. Oh, God. We're oh. back in our back in our 2012 Comic-Con era. We got yeah. footage leaks. Yeah, in, in very low quality with only half the screen showing. Well. One second. I'm going to keep talking. I'm just screen recording it so I don't lose it for later. But, um... Yeah, you know, I am beyond excited for um, this project. I mean, 18 episodes is a treat regardless of if it's 30 minutes or 50 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever it may be, either way. It's going to be a, 
It's going to be longer than any of the shows we've gotten. And it's in a format that's just, you know, it's different. And I'm excited that they're, that they're clearly open to trying something different in terms of the format for these shows now. You know, we've gotten six episodes, we've gotten nine episode formats, and now we're doubling down on nine and going to 18. So, um, at this stage, there's really no excuse, not even an excuse, but rather, there's nothing to stop directors and writers from other shows from asking, like, can we try something a little different if they feel it works better for their show, which is really awesome to see. So, um, yeah, this is a very big deal, and I'm, we don't really know anything really in terms of plot, we just know it, it exists, <laughs> and honestly, for the time being, that's kind of enough for me. Just we know, know who's yeah. in it. That's, we that's know, kind of all I need. <laughs> we need. We know the writers. We know who's in it, and we know that the when the tentative release date. I yeah. do have something. I do have something to say. Yes. I do not think they're adapting the Born Again storyline. Me neither. I think. Like, that's just, I think that's just a name. So basically, I think that the title is the same as what they did with Spider-Man Homecoming. It's basically just like a play on, oh, Daredevil's back. He's born again into the proper MCU, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, it's just a, it's just a wink, wink and a nod. It's not, I don't believe it's intended to be, you know, they're not, they're not doing the born again storyline the same way that, Spider-Man Homecoming did not adapt the Homecoming storyline from the comics. Because there was a Spider-Man storyline called Homecoming. You get what I'm saying? It's just a play yes. of words. It's no, like, no, you're right. Like, so, so, like, that, that's all I have to say. We, yeah, yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah Daredevil. Exciting. Cannot wait. Um, we got, I got what I wanted. Yep, we all, we both got what we wanted. We're content with at least the style and the format and the fact we got our actors back. Now we just gotta hope the show comes out in the way we hope. That's all. Eighteen episodes, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a big, that, gonna be a big such, deal. That's such an odd number. How do you it's think, an even number. How do you think they? How do you think they're gonna split this? They, do you think they do nine and nine or six, six and six? Maybe I don't know. Because I don't think they're gonna do weekly. There's no way they do eighteen weeks. There's no shot. You know what would be funny? What if if Kevin and Disney they go? Daredevil. You Daredevil fans are used to watching Daredevil all at once because the old format, they released all the episodes at the same time. It'd be great. I if would they, be. If, if they pulled a Netflix style binge. I will say that would be incredibly ballsy. I would like actually freak the fuck out if he did that shit. So I'm hoping like, if he considers it, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be, That'd be great. Like, fuck yeah. I mean, shit. Shit, give me that. Give me that. I'd watch. I You you do realize that I would sit on my couch for 18 hours and watch that entire thing, right? Oh, yeah. Without, without like, contact for, from the outside world. Like, I just wouldn't unlock myself in my room. You know, you, have I ever told you about... uh when I watched uh, the first episode of Daredevil for the first time where I was? Um, I think you did, but I can't quite recall off the top of my head. It was freshman year of high school. I was, yeah, freshman year of high school. Was just about to wrap up my freshman year. And I'm in English class, 
And so the night before, I thought Daredevil was going to release at midnight, but instead, you know how they release these things at 3 o'clock in the morning? So I'm like, where the, where the fuck's Daredevil? Where the fuck's Daredevil? So I, I had to go to sleep because I had school. Got responsibilities. Yeah, so yeah. I see that Daredevil's up when I wake up from from uh, my my little coma and have to go to school. But I had a phone. So you know what I did? What did you do? I watched that shit during English class, and I was all in. I put a book up to, like, cover myself. And just fucking uh, watched uh, watched watched Daredevil episode one, and that's 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 the story of how my love for Daredevil was born. Uh, yeah, I actually don't even remember the first time I saw it. Quite honestly, off the top of my head, but um, that show is obviously it has a special place in that, both of our hearts. I remember that more vividly than like the first time I kissed a girl. Some things are are just more important. Daredevil is one of those things. Yeah. It's got a catchy theme song. It goes, Daredevil, Daredevil. That's right. Oh, they better, by the way, they better bring back the theme. They brought back the X-Men theme. Oh, yeah, they they have to. They brought brought back the classic Spider-Man theme. All right? Even though it's like orchestral. doesn't matter. They brought it back. You get what I'm saying, though? I do. Bring bring back that Daredevil theme. That's all I have to say. You know, basically, Kevin, Kevin, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Whatever you're thinking about changing, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Just continue it. Don't touch it. Get Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Don't touch it. That's all I have to say. All also, right. also, actually, I do. I do have one, one, one last thing to say about this. Yes, it's very nice that there is an option. That there is an option, and at least an option for Marvel characters to cross over, because that was kind of the thing we were waiting for when the Netflix shows were were releasing. It was like, what are these guys going to cross over with uh-huh. with all the other Marvel characters? So it's very nice that this is an option. Yes. All right. Um, it's not even. It's not even an option. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it's gonna, mean, it's like, gonna happen. Yeah. He's already doing it. He's already crossing over. We already met Spider Man. He's he's already met Shield. So yeah. Okay, we can move on now. Because like you will have me going on for a year if you don't stop me. All right. So the I like Daredevil. I know. I know. Uh, the next project here. Is Captain America: New World Order May third, twenty twenty four? That one, um, again, we don't know much aside from the fact that we have the same writers from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and honestly, I'm cool with that because, in terms of just understanding the character at the very least, I thought they couldn't have done anything better. In terms of just understanding Sam Wilson and Bucky and who their characters are, they could not have done better. The only thing that was off to some of the, you know, some of the antagonist stuff, and I get that, but. They nailed the characters in every possible way, and I appreciate that more than anything, quite frankly. So um, having him back is a major dub. I'm excited to see how the movie turns out, what who the villains are, what it's about, and just getting to see Sam Wilson in a leading role for a full movie, man. I mean, that's so cool. E-E? 
Very excited. Very excited. That's all I have to say, really, because yeah. we know nothing about we, this movie. We know nothing. And there's nothing to really speculate. I mean, geez, like, where, where are we going to speculate? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, same with this next one, which is uh, July 28th, 2024, The Thunderbolts. We know nothing. Minus, I've heard that Taskmaster is one of the members, so I'm hoping they can give that character some redemption. But uh, beyond that, um, I don't really know much. We can speculate as to who's in it, but it's kind of up in the air, quite honestly. I mean, we're probably going to get Yelena, Abomination. Um, There's others, too, but I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Oh, shit. Uh, but, uh, Walker, right? Yeah, yeah, John Walker for sure. Definitely John Walker. I, uh, who else is there? I know I'm forgetting peeps. I mean, we're probably gonna get, uh, oh, um, Zemo probably. Yeah. You're probably gonna get Zemo. I think we even need a, the, we need, we need um, another Zemo dancing scene in the yes, levels. Absolutely. And, um, we're, I wouldn't be shocked if we even got Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of different characters they could potentially tap into, so, um, I'm It'd be funny if they got James Gunn to direct that, because, like, that's basically uh, Marvel yeah. Suicide Squad. Honestly, I'd be so down with that if he was interested, but I have a feeling that they're not doing that. I have Correct. But, Correct. um, either way, though, I am very, very excited for that project as well. It seems very cool, and it's actually the end of Phase 5. That is how Phase 5 will end, so that's pretty intriguing. And now, when we go on to the brief things we know about Phase phase 6, and there's only three projects here right now, with eight of them currently being unannounced. So, the first one is uh, November 5th, 2024, and that is Fantastic Four. We know nothing still, so, you know. We know, like, rumors, but we know nothing at the same time. Like, we know there's this rumor that Jason Siegel may yeah. pop up as Ben Grimm and uh, uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, not you sure know. if I buy it, but um, you never know. It would. Be, I like the casting. Yeah, you like know, I actually, Siegel. I like the casting. My only thing is with that show, like, it feels, I can't imagine them introducing just one of them and not all four of them at once, honestly. I could be wrong. I'd be surprised. And if they were to do one, honestly, I feel like it'd, be, it'd have to be Reed. Yeah, and, and and also we mentioned that, like, there's this rumor about uh, Black Panther 2, Doctor Doom popping up. Uh, so, like, maybe they are introducing these guys individually? Like, I don't maybe, know. Maybe they could, and I'm not saying I would dislike it. I would just be surprised more than anything. But um, Yeah. Because the thing is, with She-Hulk, like, that was a while ago when they filmed it. Like, that wasn't recent. That's yeah. it. But that was filmed like a year plus ago, minus some reshoots maybe. But even then, you're telling me they had Ben Grimm casted a year ago. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm overthinking it. But to me, that would be like really surprising. But uh, you know, it's Kevin Feige, man. Yeah, you know what? You never know, man. That guy always has something up his sleeve. Who fucking? I mean, because like that guy's got that shit. Got he's got he's, he's had it planned out for like. Years, so wouldn't surprise me at all, to be honest. Um, and now we get to the big two. The the final two projects to end Phase Six are going to be <laughs> Avengers, the, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars, and that's a big deal. We we always said we expected it to be another set of two Avengers movies, 
but I did not expect them to be, like we noted before, back-to-back within six, seven months of each other. That's fucking insane. It's so exciting. And 2025 is just going to be a year to remember for Marvel fans. Like, it's going to be out of this world. Hat, like, 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 I'm so, like, still in shock about it being six months, like, six months apart. Yeah, you know, it's, again, like, it's, it's another case of the fact that they're, fil- they're definitely filming both back-to-back. There's no way you could do that without filming back-to-back. And we are, and the, the other big thing to know here, too, Foggy already said, the Russo brothers will not be coming back. Yeah, they died. Which is, yep, yeah, which is kind of a big deal, because we've been saying, like... Kevin, both, Ke- Kevin I, saw you know, Cherry. Kevin saw Cherry is like, yeah. you, get, you guys are done. You guys are out. Honestly, I fully expected them to be back for that. I'm pretty surprised they're not. I'm not saying I have a problem with that at all, because honestly, I, and I'm i actually impressed that Feige has the balls to say, let's try someone new for like the biggest project we've ever done before, because that's a pretty big decision to make. Like, And that's honestly an understatement. It's bigger than big. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't even know who they could possibly trust with the keys to this kind of car, but um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see how it goes. Um, but You know uh, who I want so bad? Who? Fucking George Miller, who, did, who does Mad Max, the Mad Max franchise. Oh, okay. Or, like, you get, you know, it would be funny if they got uh, Peter Jackson. Oh, my God, Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like the director for those two movies may actually be insane. Like, yeah. Like, or or they just get like fucking Sam Sam Raimi. Yeah, which which would be nice. I'm just I, don't, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that just either. Because even though I like because um, they're fucking pussies. I love the style of Sam Raimi, but I understand that for them to put that kind of campiest style into literally like the biggest. Yeah. movie they've ever done. It might be a little jarring, and I get that, honestly. That's a little... It's a big, bit risky for them. It'd be so funny if they announced Zack Snyder as the director. Yeah, oh my god. Zack oh Zack Snyder's that, Avengers. That would light the internet on fire. I would so actually ways. fucking cry just because it'd be that funny. More I'd, than pay, that. To, I'd oh, pay to see that. Yeah, dude, that would be... Insane, but um, truthfully, truthfully, truthfully well, though, yeah, truthfully, I do believe that it's gonna be Peyton Reed to do it because really? because Kang is obviously a pretty important part of uh Ant Man three, and then Ant Man three is gonna wrap up Peyton Reed's trilogy of Ant Man movies. So like, what what does he want to stick around? And if he does. What, where do you go from there? I mean, they, they let, uh, uh, they let, uh, the Russos after doing two Captain America movies, they let them, like, Civil War was basically, like, in a way, like, their, their first Avengers movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I think, like, and we've heard about the scale of Ant-Man 3, that it's pretty, pretty monumental. So, like, it just seems like he would be the guy to do it. Uh-huh. I do think I do think another guy that 
probably could come back and do it as like John Favreau. But he's doing Star Wars. Yeah, no, John Favreau's very busy. I'd be surprised if he. Fell. Yeah. It's like not if, just one movie, it's back to back movies. Yeah, he's basically running Star Wars right now with him Dave and, Yeah, him and Dave Filoni are just the kings of Star Wars, and I'm here for it. Fuck yeah, Kathleen so, Kennedy. <laughs> uh, we don't need to get in. I, I don't really care too much about that stuff. But, I'm not, not going to get into it. But um, either way, though, um, it, it is, again, it's so so cool that we're getting these movies, and I'm curious to see how the two connect exactly and, like, what plot lines are in both, because obviously Secret Wars is a Doctor Doom story, but I'm not sure if they're going to keep that. But honestly, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, because Avengers Kang Dynasty, to me, that's shouting, this is your Kang movie. This is the Kang Dynasty, the Kang War coming to fruition. And then maybe afterwards... At the end of that movie, somehow, Doom... What are they doing, Luke? <laughs> Doom's gonna come to power, somehow, and that's gonna... And he's, honestly, I think Doom's gonna be the one to take out Kang, and that's gonna lead into Secret Wars. I have a feeling they're gonna take out take an approach like that, because I don't think they would introduce Doom and Black Panther, which is literally in the year 2022, to just have him kind of lightly appear for the next, like, three-plus years, that would seem a little weird, to me, at least. To me, that means he's going to be, like, a big deal. Fucking love Doctor Doom. So, I mean, if we get Doctor Doom and Kang over two movies, that would be fucking out of this world. And the fact I really do think it's possible, and maybe even likely, is pretty crazy, and... You know, I've been thinking about this for a while, man. Like, the, the payoff when we get to Kang Dynasty is going to be something else because we're probably not going to see a lot of these Avengers communicate with each other till then. I mean, right now, we don't even really have an Avengers team, technically speaking. Like, they're kind of picking up the pieces of it like we saw in the Shang-Chi post credit scene. But, um, yeah, right, because there's no true events films prior to the next two Avengers movies, at least none that are currently announced. So unless there's something that comes before that, we might be seeing a lot of our first interactions between these new heroes all in those two movies. What's the budget going to be? <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I well, can't even imagine what the budget... It has to be a $500 million budget on both. At least. Like, I think that you're having a case here where, like, probably, because the cast is going to be giant. I mean, it's going to be really big. And that's not even taking into account, we've talked about this before, the fact that for Secret Wars, you might be having people from the Foxverse come in. You're probably going to have, you know, Toby and Andrew come in. You're going to have a gigantic gigantic scale with that movie and honestly regardless of what people say i expect rdj and chris evans back for that movie i do for secret wars so with that in mind yeah the budget is gonna be out of this world and they know but they do know though they're gonna make their money back easily because right now you have thor love and thunder which wasn't even well well received really that movie is already at 600 million dollars so the next big event movie, that's at least, in my head, minimum, especially by 2025, where like, I would think the world isn't falling apart, hopefully. Uh, 1.5 billion would be the bottom, I think. Like That's like the bottom of what it would make, in my opinion. 
everyone's gonna see fucking Avengers. So and everyone's gonna see the other Avengers. So I think again, minimum one point five billion probably for Kang Dynasty, and I think for Secret Wars you're talking it, it might break the end game record if they actually promote it in a way that gets fans like going crazy. It depends on promotion really. But if they like tease again, I think the big money shot in a couple years when they do that trailer is gonna be the original six all together like we saw in the first Avengers movie in the circle, you're gonna get that spin around shot and it's gonna be the new squad. I'm calling it right now. So like they're bringing Toby and Andrew back. They have, they have to. I think they almost definitely are. I mean, and the fact of the matter is, too, we don't even know when, like, a Spider-Man 4 is going to come out. I mean, that's obviously Sony's decision. That's not a... That's Dude, not a we, haven't, we haven't even heard on the mutants yet. Like The mutants? I'm curious to see if that comes before or not, because technically speaking, I don't think you necessarily need them, because in the 2015 run of Secret Wars, they weren't really that important, honestly. Like they I would like them to be. Oh, you know, that they are, that's great, but, um, I wouldn't, maybe they take an approach where they introduce, you know, mutants, but they don't introduce the X-Men until after Secret Wars. You know what I mean? Every time, every time the X-Men get mentioned. Yeah, that's going to play. That, right. that automatically just pops up. Every time. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you. Just, here's what I think. I think yeah. that, obviously they're making, I think one of the movies that will be, you know, sandwiched to somewhere, cause there's like eight, eight, eight announced, unannounced projects. One of those is the mutants. Honestly uh, though? I think that there's even more than the eight. I'm gonna be honest, Probably. because just they just going through the numbers. Like if you count what what is rumored to be in development and what has to come, almost definitely come before Secret Wars. Like you're getting. Nova before Secret Wars for sure. I think that's definite. You're going to get World War Hulk probably because the fact that we already know that they're writing and it's in production already, it's ahead of like a, a Kang Dynasty for sure already. So it has to come before Kang Dynasty. So that's ahead. Deadpool 3 is obviously going to make it before then. You have Wonder Man actually pretty far along in development, all things considered. Werewolf by Night. Well, I'm not saying that. That doesn't count. That's coming out. But on Armored Wars is another one. Um, the Ten the ten Rings show that they're doing, the Black Panther spinoff thing they're doing, um, and even other projects, like you said, Mutants. And Eternals 2 is rumored to be coming out, according to the same source that dropped some of the Werewolf by Night. Spider-Man, then. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man Spider, Spider 4. Even, like, a Shang-Chi 2, which we already know is in development. And, like, even, I think, I would think we're getting a Young Avengers project, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff still. Like, there's a lot so much stuff, so little time in the year. Yeah, I um, I'm curious to see if they and if, could, even just looking at the schedule, like there's definitely some gaps in there that don't have dates at all that have to be filled because you look at Phase Five, you have Winter for Agatha Coven of Chaos for 2023, and then all of a sudden Daredevil is until Spring 2024. I guarantee you, like, there's a, there'll be a project in that gap, for example. And I bet you there's another couple gaps in that 2024 time where 
there's stuff that we don't know about in general. So I'm, I bet you there's some uh, there's going to be some stuff beyond even those eight that are currently unannounced. But we'll see. That's more of my speculation. I don't have any sources on that. Fuck yeah! It's a good I'm time. Sure. To be, it's a good time to be a fan. Yeah. Uh, just, just absolutely an insane schedule. Like, there's so they have so many projects lined up that it's almost like, what are you gonna do with all of them? It's like their projects like, have projects. It's like hoarders. Like, yeah, it's like it's yeah. like an episode of hoarders. Like, you get to like, and it's funny. Like, that's literally what Secret Wars is gonna be, though, which is so crazy. You're literally gonna have everybody, most likely. Like, in the comics, it's not exactly that What's way. What's that budget going to be? But like, I'm telling you, I think it's even going to be above $500 million because I think Infinity War and Endgame were both $500 million in the end. So yeah. I think, in this case, you're probably talking, like, maybe 750 I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what's that budget going to be? I, it's going to be very interesting to see how... They afford that, but um, would uh, would you would what what do 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 you think that uh do you think Daredevil is gonna be in it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna have two Daredevils in it. Oh, you think they're gonna bring Ben Affleck back? Absolutely. That would be that would crack me up so hard, so hard. Um, I don't I don't I don't care what anybody says. I want all the fan service during like one small part of the movie. I don't care. Just give it to me for like a good five minutes, and I'm and I'm be, very happy. It'd be funny if these scenes were just those old two thousands Marvel characters getting wiped. Oh my god! Imagine that'd be so funny. Yeah, Nick Cage's Ghost Rider just gets like uh, fire hydrant. Um, I guess in. And right beyond that, there's really not too much. Foggy did some interviews. He hasn't said. Yeah, he did. He did say something interesting. But just a couple things. But um, which one are you thinking of? Oh, okay. You go. You go. You go. No, no, you no, You go first. You go first. Okay, you got this. Okay. Okay. So he said he kind of paired Daredevil and Spider-Man together as like the faces yeah. of the street level, and like I've been waiting to hear that. Yeah. For a while, because like. As much as I enjoyed watching Spider-Man and Infinity War and Endgame fighting those big Avengers battles, and sure, he's going to do that in in the next Avengers movies. I just kind of... The thing about Spider-Man that's so cool is, like, he's never in into the club, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, too, like, where are they going to try to make him pop up in their shows and other projects? Because even though he's Sony-owned... It's ha- I, it gives me the impression that they have street level plans for him in the coming years, so that has to be beyond just his solo movie. Can you imagine if the Daredevil show is actually something that Spider Man's involved in? Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I wouldn't need to be a little bit shocked. Like, come on, man! Like, give me that. Give me all the Spider Man and Daredevil team ups because, like, that's like one of Marvel's best friendships. Yeah. So, like, do it. And um, another thing that Feige noted, too, he says, um, an obvious thing, which I know is new, 
Harry Styles will return to the MCU soon. So I'm guessing that would be Eternals 2 if they end up doing that, which I heard from the one person they were, and I and I kind of do believe it, so we'll see. But um, Water yeah, sugar. It, it's such a great song. But um, and they mentioned and he paired Ryan Gosling actually with Ghost Rider, saying like he would love to do that if Gosling was interested. So um, that's interesting if true. Yeah, we heard something about Ryan Gosling few weeks ago so i don't know we'll, we'll see but um yeah i guess beyond that that's it for more we didn't even we haven't even talked about dc i kind of don't even who, i, I kind of don't even want to <laughs> who's who, who's dc all this two seconds shazam trailer was very good i will say i actually loved it but um honestly like, i don't even want to talk about it like i don't Who, 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 who's, who's DC? Okay, so we seem to be in agreement here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Black Adam <laughs> and Shazam look good. They do look good. And I'm no, excited I, I to agree. Both. They both actually do look very good. I'm excited to see what those two projects bring to the table. I love the tone of both. And the second um, Black Adam trailer, honestly, was more appealing to me than the first one. Um, I, to me, it had the more serious, stoic kind of vibe I was hoping for. And I'm excited to see what the JSA does in the movie how The Rock is as an actor in this kind of role. Um, there's a lot of questions I have and I'm hoping they get answered. But um, And Shazam too, man, it looks like a it looks like a direct continuation of the first one in terms of the tone and atmosphere but just with a bigger scale. And honestly, I'm totally cool with that. So I'm, I am super excited for both. I'm hoping DC really um, continues to find its footing for sure. They just kind of got to you know, kind of like, to me, them more than Marvel, they're the ones that I would call directionless a bit not to say that they don't have any because the flash movie is probably going to set a lot of that up but in, in terms of what we have right now technically speaking at least yeah i would argue they're directionless yeah they said they had a plan and i actually do believe that but it doesn't always mean it's a good plan and I hope it is. I really am staying optimistic because I like a lot of what DC has been doing recently. I just kind of want to see it, some of it come together. Not to say you, you can't do standalones. You obviously could do standalone projects. I think those are awesome, and I love when they do that. But um, if they're but they're clearly trying to do a connected universe, so I have to talk about that. And if they want to do that properly, then uh, make sure the writing's good. I'll leave it at that. Make sure the writing's good and you pick the right director. I would agree. I would yeah. agree. And I will note, um, briefly before we wrap this up, um, Spider-Man freshman year is interesting. Yeah, that's not that's not canon to the main MCU. I think they're mistakenly using in that description MCU as a description for all of Marvel projects, I think. I think yeah. that, I, that's what they mean by MCU in the sense of, like, yeah, it's MCU canon because... It is a. It's in the multiverse of the MCU. I think that's kind of what they're trying to say, despite it being worded poorly. And I'm getting. That's literally the only explanation. And it's very clear from the picture that, which is very interesting concept. Norman Osborn is directly taking the role of Tony Stark in the in this in the show, literally down to the picture frame in the background in the lamp. It is the exact 
same setting that Tony Stark was in. Yeah. Like, so, it's, just, yeah. it's kind of like just this this two-season-long what-if. Uh, I, I kind of fuck with it, but honestly, I would have rather had an actual freshman year show that focused on our Tom Holland, personally. Yeah. I think I, I think that would have been more interesting because, like, why should I connect with this person? Like, maybe they do it right, but, like, it just feels like it's going to be a weird, awkward what-if retread right now. I hope it's something different than that and that I end up liking it. But as of now, and not to say I'm not excited at all. I mean, it's cool that we have Charlie Cox voicing Daredevil. That's fucking awesome. And um, I was going to mention that. Yeah, a lot of the suits look really cool. Yeah, you know, cool getting Doc Ock and some other um, classic villains like Scorpion. Awesome. You know, a lot of that does excite me. But um, ultimately, though, I don't like watching projects that feel totally directionless. And not to say that it has to be connected to the MCU, but in the case of, like, let's say Marvel Zombies, that's not connected to anything, but it's also entirely its own story and not trying to be this weird half-connected thing. And, and it doesn't need to be. And there was also never mis- any misconceptions regarding what the project was. Like with this, it's a little confusing and convoluted yeah. at the moment. You gotta it's gotta not, see. Gotta it's see. not. It's not exactly what we were promised. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, even in the description for the show, like beyond them saying MCU, they say it's the story of our Spider-Man. So like it. It's a very odd description that I just don't get still. I don't know why they said that, because it's clearly not that. So, I, because I, I remember people trying to rationalize and with different theories about, like, what happened with the spell, but it's definitely not that. It made, That would make no sense. No, no, it makes, it's no, not it, it, make, it makes zero sense, because the spells they did have only changed the memory of people. I mean, they got white memories. It hasn't changed the universe in any way, shape, or form. So that would make zero sense. So I don't believe any of that bullshit. So it's... It's definitely a, just a what-if style project, and that's kind of all we know. In some ways, I do wish that what they're doing with the show was kind of partially their approach with the actual Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like, I do wish, like, there was a Norman Osborn in the main MCU that wasn't Willem Dafoe from the Toby universe. You see, it's funny. Yeah. That's, that's actually the one thing we do disagree on. <laughs> Like, I do think it would be cool, it would have been cool to have a Norman Osborn in the MCU. I do think it would have been cool to have, you know, Doc Ock and Harry Osborn and all those characters in the, in the proper MCU. But, but, it did not happen. So, uh, I'm excited to see this version, uh, just to, just cause, you know, I like Spider-Man. So, why not? Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. It's all exciting, but um, we kind of just gotta wait and see what it is. I mean, as of now, I'm I'm obviously in a place that has me out of this world excited right now. But um, we're gonna have to just wait and see what else is announced in September because there's gonna be um, I would expect a lot of castings there more so than anything. Although we'll probably get the eight unannounced projects as well. But the castings is really what my eye is gonna. Be be on because you obviously have Fantastic Four casting, you have Blade casting, and uh, maybe even Mutants casting, I don't know, and so on and so forth. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's absolutely a lot of stuff there. Fuck yeah. And and again, September, it's not far. You're talking two months and we're going to get all this already. 
Not even like two months. I mean, we're basically in August. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's close. It's really what part? What part of September is it? I don't even know off the top of my head. It's, like, it's only in like the first week. So like, is it, is it actually? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you're right. September ninth, ninth to tenth. So that's wow. We're really gonna get that in like a little over a month. Man, Foggy ain't playing around. <laughs> Yeah, man. Look, I I don't like to do the comparing game, but I actually went in thinking DC kind of might mop the floor with Marvel a little bit because I had a feel. I really did believe Henry Cavill was either gonna show up or have at least a video just to say he was back or something, but they didn't end up doing that. And I thought that was gonna be the earth shattering thing they do, but they really didn't. And then when they went to Marvel, I was like, eh, they'll probably do like a couple cool things, maybe one or two surprises, and they just kind of blew it. All expectations out of the water. Yeah, only one, only one company gave me Daredevil. I'm wondering what some of those teases online were, because there were some teases like about Fantastic Four related stuff on Twitter. I was seeing from pretty reliable people actually. So I yeah. wonder, I wonder if there was maybe something they um, considered showing but maybe took out. Um, just, a, just a gut feeling on that, but I don't really know. Maybe they were. I bet you it was either going to be some kind of Doctor Doom tease they were going to do, or they were going to tease the casting of, of Jason Siegel as the thing for She-Hulk. I bet it was one of those two things, if either are even, you know, on the table. But um, I guess we'll find out. But they did not. Yeah, I feel like I do. Doctor Doom. All right, well, I think I'm good. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say? I am eagerly excited for yeah. Yeah. Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Born again. Coming spring 2024. Oh, also, lastly. Yes. X-Men 97. Oh, yes. We, um, I honestly... I never really saw the whole show in its entirety, so I actually have to re- I have to like get through it all before ninety seven comes out, but I'm very excited to get to that. That magneto design is uh It's different. It's different. It is different. Honestly honestly for for um animated I don't mind it. But um I guess we'll see. I don't mind we it. We got him looking like Terry Silver out there. Terry Silver. That's funny. Am I wrong? No you're not, and that's actually why I appreciate that joke. Thank you. Thank you. And he's got like the big fucking M on his chest. Like, like just in case you forgot, don't get it twisted. This M stands for Magneto. Um. All right. I guess that's. I guess that's it. I mean, I'm very excited for everything as well. I cannot wait to get some new announcements. But that is it for today. All right. Well, Tom. It's been a pleasure as always, but until next time, this has been Cape Time. See you, everybody. Peace. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da.